doesn't stop at that point. He has iman and faith in beyond that. And the reality that there's an akhirat coming, the day of qiyamah, and after that there is the abode of jannat for those who are people of iman and amal saliha. Allah forbid if a person has not left this world with iman, then he's perpetually doomed to jahannam. All this is part of a mu'min's iman. Without this, there's no faith, there's no belief. This is missing in his iman. And there's no iman. So this is the reality. The death is so uncertain. Any moment we could be gone from this dunya. And then a mu'min doesn't stop at that point. He knows his life after death. And there's the cover that he has to be laid in. And he has to answer the questions that we're going to be posed to him in the cover. It's the day of qiyamah. He has to work towards his eternal abode of jannah. And that is part of the iman of a mu'min. He will approach this very temporary life differently. He will not take it as it comes the common statement is, take things as they come. No, he will prepare for it. Because if he just takes it as it comes, Allah forbid way, he may get taken away to. He has to be prepared to take the right step. He has to strengthen himself to run away from those things that are harmful for his journey in life also, for his qabr and his akhirat. The entire success of dunya and akhirat, it depends on iman and amal salihah. Iman is the foundation. But together with iman in the Quran Sharif, in numerous places Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala has highlighted amal salihah. Walladina amanu fa'amilu salihat. Those have iman and together with iman they have righteous action. For them is then they live their life in this manner. Allah forbid they slipped up somewhere, they make sincere and immediate tawbah. Then with the fuzzal of Allah Ta'ala, they will gain direct entry into Jannah. Allah forbid a person despite having iman, but who's lived his life in a carefree way, was negligent of the commands of Allah Ta'ala, was involving himself in vices and sin. And if he left this world with iman, that iman will certainly one day take him to Jannah. But Allah forbid he may have to go through the cleansing process of Jahannam. And that is a place where nobody can bear to be there for a fraction of a second, let alone for years of Akhirat. Allah Ta'ala save us from that comment of Jahannam, save us from the azab of Akhirat at any level. Everything depends on iman and together with iman, amal saliha. So the iman and amal saliha that are the ticket to Jannah, direct entry to Jannah. Not only that it will take him directly to Jannah, but that's the guarantee for even the good life of dunya. crux of this is the one with Iman and Amal Saliha. Amal Saliha is a very broad concept. Everything that he has to do that is part of Amal Saliha and refraining from the don'ts that is also part of Amal Saliha. person feels I perform my five times Salah, I even made tilawat of the Quran Sharif today, I recited one para, and I can, I've made enough zikr, I've done some other good work, so now I can spend half the night in watching some filth and haram, so it doesn't matter, then he is in a very big deception. He is far away from the reality of Amal-e-Saliha in totality. Amal-e-Saliha includes doing the do's and refraining from the don'ts. Then he is on Amal-e-Saliha. Then Allah Ta'ala guarantees and promises the person who is on Iman and Amal-e-Saliha. In this very world, what is coming in the Akhirat, that is the promise of Allah Ta'ala for him. In this very world, Allah Ta'ala says we will give him a good life. And that good life is not dependent on the material things of dunya. If a person is blessed with some halal, Nehmats, that's Allah's Nehmat also. He makes shukar on that. And he can have a good life even if he has not a single material comfort of this dunya. Allah blesses him something deep down in his heart which people with all the wealth in the world cannot buy it. In any case, Iman and amal saliha these are the crucial things. This is what everything of dunya and akhirat depends on. Whatever we are aspiring for in dunya, that good life, that peace, that tranquility, that contentment, the good relationship with people around us, our homes being a garden of Jannah of some sort, 
the reality we can't imagine. But that peace, that happiness, that tranquility, that mahabba between the people of the household. And despite the challenges of dunya, that a person continues his life in a good way, all this is dependent on iman and amal salihah. Without this, it can never happen. And the akhirat is entirely dependent on this as well. So now the big question and issue is, that this is how crucial it is, that we have iman and protect that iman and leave this dunya with this iman and together with that is amal saliha right is the very big question is the protection of this iman which allah ta'ala has blessed us with and amal saliha which need to be developed and enhanced all the time it needs to be improved increased and the constant attacks from nafs and shaitan how to protect oneself from that because that's the direct attack on iman and amal saliha all the time it's not that a person mashallah has accepted iman or he has become conscious of deen, he's not performing his salah, so shaitan will go to sleep, there'll be a greater effort on him, to derail him, to distance him from Allah Ta'ala. What is going to protect this iman and aman? Now, among the many, many important aspects, one very crucial thing, which the Quran Sharif has highlighted for us, which Nabi Kareem Salaam has highlighted in the ahadith, is the company and the environment that the person keeps. The type of company he stays in, and the environment he puts himself in. The kind of environment he gets exposed to. This is going to have a direct impact, positive or negative. If it's a positive company, positive environment, it will positively impact on his iman. It will positively impact on his amal. That drive for more amal will come. If there's no amal, the drive towards amal will come. There will be that yearning for deen. And Allah forbid if he puts himself in a negative environment, a wrong place, wrong company. And even that drive for deen that is already there, that enthusiasm, that zeal that is already there, that too will get eroded. And Allah forbid where it can finish off, let alone just the amal getting lost, even his iman can get lost. Allah Ta'ala says that. Allah Ta'ala has highlighted this in the Quran Sharif in one Ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited. And the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala says this Zalim. This person who oppressed himself caused the worst oppression that can ever be caused. Every oppression is oppression. And every oppression is a very serious matter. It become a very big problem for him on the day of Qiyamah. Whether it is zulm on those near and dear to him. Whether it's own family. Whether it is somebody working for him whether it is somebody on the street, whoever it might be. And whether it's a person of Iman or a person without Iman. But committing Zulm is a very serious matter. In any case, that's a different subject. Allah Ta'ala says the worst Zulm is Shirk. And now this person on the day of Qiyamah, the worst Zalim. This is a way of expression, the extent of sorrow and grief that he will experience. Now, it may happen even physically. When a person sometimes in extreme grief, he starts chewing on his fingers, biting his fingers. Why did I do this? How could I have done this? It's too late now, the damage is done. Allah Ta'ala says, forget his fingers, he'll chew his hand up. Either to express the extent of sorrow that he will feel at that time, and he may even actually do it. What happened actually, the, just the crux of it and the gist of it, there was a person who was among the very noble people among the Quraysh. One of the people very distant from Deen, Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayd, because of his position in society, etc. Whenever he would come back from a journey, he would invite everybody. Just to get to the crux of it, he invited everybody on one occasion. He invited Nabi Karim Salasam as well. Nabi Salasam came. He said, look, I can't eat your food till you accept this da'wah that I'm presenting to you. And he presented iman to him. This person accepted the iman. He accepted the kalima. But now after this event was over, the da'wah was over, one of his friends now, Ubay bin Khalaf, launched enemy of Islam. He came and started taunting him. It seems like you are down and out. You don't have any money or something. Maybe we need to do some collection for you. He's just laying on his emotions. To make him feel now, he's now a big chief of the Quraysh. 
and he's being spoken in this manner that we need to do something for you. Maybe you don't have any. Why did you accept this? And he taunted him to such a point, just to get to the point, at the end of the whole episode, this person left from there and Nauzubillah went and he reneged and he cheated Nabi Karim in a very, very uh, despicable way, went and in a very harsh manner and he reneged. And he gave up the deen that he had accepted. Allah Ta'ala refers to this. On the day of Qiyamah, he will be in this extreme sorrow and grief. What avail? How is going to help then? Too late. Damage is too far done. He's left dunya in this manner. He died in that manner of kufr. He was, Allah Ta'ala disgraced him in dunya also. In Badr he got killed. And akhirat, everlasting doom and uh, destruction. But this is the message that he's been given. At the wrong company he kept. He had this kind of friend, Ubay bin Khalaf. This terrible enemy of Islam. And because of this friendship, he lost his Iman. This kind of friendship deprived him of Iman. So now if a person's Iman can go as a result of that company, as a result of that kind of friendship, what about his Amal? So one is this very crucial aspect about the company a person keeps that can have a direct, and this has not, not something that's just there for the, something in history. Unfortunately, ongoing issue. Person gets into the wrong company. Person, how many people got a rude shock that now suddenly that daughter Nauzubillah came out and she's saying that she's no more Muslim. And a good family, conscious of deen, and now the daughter comes out of the blue saying she's sitting hours in her room, locked behind the door. Nobody knows what's going on. And now finally when they dig behind the scenes, what's going on? But she had some Christian friends in school and they were giving her literature. And she was sitting and reading this literature. She has no proper knowledge about Islam to start off with. And she's reading this literature about Christianity. And Nauzubillah, she reneged from Islam. And then she comes out one day and says that Nauzubillah, she has no more Iman. But where it started off from? That company in school. It's just taken for granted. So what? Everybody has to learn. Everybody has to get an education. But what's going on? What kind of company? What's happening to some people's Iman? What's happening to their deen? In any case, this is one part of it. The company. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Al-Marhu ala deeni khalili. Wal-yamdur ahadukum may yukhalil. A person will end up following the way of his friend. What kind of life that friend leads? What direction he's going on. If this person is the stronger party, maybe he'll bring him on. But how many of us have that strength? And especially when he's in a group of people that are of the same type, and he's going to get washed away in no time. The protecting oneself from wrong company, it might sound like I'm getting left out. People are all having great fun out there. But this is not great fun. This is playing with matches. A child playing with matches and finding it so exciting. He's striking. Somehow he learned how to strike it. And he's getting so excited. And the next thing, he burns himself down. He's burned to death. It's not exciting. It is dangerous, very dangerous for Iman. A company that is taking a person away from deen. Just to touch on this, today is the day of Jumu'ah. The great virtue in Surah Al-Kahf is an incident about some young people. Everybody was on a different line. Allah Ta'ala blessed them with Iman. They to protect their Iman. They distanced themselves from all the wrong company. And they went and took refuge in a cave. Allah Ta'ala put them to sleep for a long time, hundreds of years. No time to go into the details of it. But they took the step of forsaking everybody who was not on the path of Iman and Amal. To protect their own Iman, they said, we can do without everyone. Allah is enough for us. So this is not a matter of where is the crowd and where everybody is gone to. It's a matter of where our Iman and Amal is going to be protected. Then, the environment that a person puts himself in. That environment has a direct impact on his Iman and Amal. You all hear about pollution and how the person is affected by pollution and Springo Beach also keeps complaining about the pollution sometimes. But the person, does he see things around? Does he see what he's breathing? You can't see. He's breathing in. People go to some areas where the pollution is very severe. They come out, now they're coughing. 
obviously maybe that was where the whole thing happened. The person doesn't see what's happening at that time, can't sense what's going on, but it's happening, it's harming him, the whatever he's breathing, it's now affecting his respiratory system, everything is happening. Likewise, there's the pollution that affects Iman. It pollutes a person's heart. In the Hadith Sharif, it is mentioned, when Nabi Karim Salaam on his way to Tabuk, and on the way he had to pass by the ruins of Samud, the people who were completely destroyed because of their disobedience to Allah Ta'ala and rejecting the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, Again, just to get to the core point of it, the Nabi Karim Sallallahu now is coming with this very big army of Sahaba Ikram. And some Sahaba already reached before Nabi Sallallahu This was on the route, route. They had no option, no choice. They had to pass through this. And there were some wells that were active here. Some drew water out of those wells. They already needed the flour with the dough and made their dough made uh, for their roti, for their bread. Somebody came to Nabi Karim Sallallahu was still approaching. And he said to him, this is what has happened. People have already reached. Some of them, they used the water. They filled their containers. The Karim Salaam instructed, whoever has filled any water, throw it away immediately. That flour that has been kneaded into dough already, don't consume it. Feed it to the animals. And then Nabi Salaam addressed the Sahaba and said to them, لَا تَدْخُلُوا مَسَاكِنَ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ إِلَّا أَن تَكُونُوا بَاقِينَ Don't enter and approach these places of the Zalimeen. Those who had oppressed themselves due to the disobedience of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Don't even come in such a place except in a condition that you are crying. If the heart, if the eyes are not crying, then the heart must cry. The crying of the eye is not a voluntary thing, but the cry of the heart is voluntary. That is in a person's control. That you must be fearful, must be very afraid. Why? That out of fear that that azab that came upon them when? Yesterday? Day before yesterday, last week, centuries before, the azab that came upon this community and people centuries prior. But that effect of that azab and the effect of the wrong that happened in this place and the azab that then came, that pollution is still lingering in the air. And you are going to enter this place, so be very fearful. Allah forbid that azab comes upon you as well. Why? Because of just passing here like a sightseer, like a tourist, and just seeing now what's going on, and carefree, and not taking any ibrad. Allah's azab came in this place. To start off with not to go to such a place. Because the place of azab is not a place of sight. And out of sheer necessity, then the heart must be trembling. Allah forbid that we don't take any ibrah from it. We make it like another joke. Like something that happened, something that we see what went on. Allah forbid it draws the azab on us. Or the effects of some effect of the azab on us. Nabi Kareem Salaam being the Nabi of Allah wa Ta'ala. And he was all the Sahaba Ikram at that time. And the Masum Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, what protection of Allah is with him? But now he had to pass. How did he pass through this place? Summa kanna'a ra'asahu. Nabi Kareem Salaam covered his Mubarak head with his shawl. I don't want to see what's going on. I have to pass here. I've got no choice. But even by chance, not even from the corner of the eye, do I want to see what's going on here. And he quickened, he, like we might say, put the foot on the accelerator. He quickened the pace of that animal that he was riding on. And he left this place very quickly in haste. Why? This is a place of azab. When the azab came, centuries before. But the effect of that is in the environment. Can we imagine places where blatant sin is happening on the spot, in time, in real time, there's blatant sin happening. All kinds of evil, vice, music, intermingling. Allah forbid worse if it's happening in the name of Islam. And now a person is part of this kind of place, this kind of gathering, this kind of environment. You know, I just went to hunt for some bargains. I just went for this and that and the other. I just went to peek and see what's going on. Just take a look. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says, a time will come when fitna will be so ripe. Man is tashrafahu tashrifuhu. The one who will, who will peek at it, it will grab him. You know, I went to just take a look. 
after he took a look and came, he can't find his way, he can't look at the way to the masjid. The heart is now gone in some other direction. He only can see the path to some other thing. The zeal to recite Quran Sharif is all gone. He was making his salah with jama'ah, he's missing his salah with jama'ah. What happened? You know, I don't know what happened. What happened is the heart got engulfed in darkness in that environment. That is where the azab comes first. The azab comes directly on the heart. And it turns the heart. It turns the entire direction of the heart. Now the person who was conscious of deen, he was conscious about staying away from sin. He was not misusing his phone in any way. He was not looking at haram. He was not doing so many evils. Now one after the other, he is falling. What happened? Where it started off from? What's the root? The root was he wasn't careful about his company. He deliberately went out of no need to an environment that was not conducive. And when out of severe necessity he has to go to some environment that is not conducive, and he'll have to go sometimes to go and buy some meat somewhere. Any place in the bazaar is also part of this. He will go with concern. He'll go with zikr on his tongue, with the concern and the fikr in his heart that I must not get affected by the environment. My iman must stay intact. My amal must stay correct. The zulmat and the darkness of this place must not engulf my heart. And then he will return from there he will disinfect himself. This is the real disinfection. Disinfect his heart from the evils of the environment with sincere istighfar and tawbah. One is not to go to places that are evil. And out of some situation, he couldn't avoid passing some place. He'll still make tawbah from that. So he's not accountable for something that was not deliberate. But he will still make istighfar, cleanse his heart. Still turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincere repentance. Why? Because the most important thing to him is his iman and his amal. This goes... There's nothing left in dunya and akhirat. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala save our iman as well, protect our amal, keep us steadfast on deen, take us on perfect iman, raise us on the day of qiyamah with perfect iman. الحمد لله الذي خلق الإنسان وقد أتى عليه حين من الدهر ولم يكن شيئا مذكورا فسواه وعدله على كثير ممن خلق فضله وجعله سميعا بصيرا ثم هداه السبيل ونصب له الدليل إما شاكر وإما كفورا أما الكافرون فأعتد لهم سلاسل وأغلالا وسعيرا يعذبون بأصناف العذاب ينادون ويلا ويدعون ثبورا وأما الشاكرون فكظمهم ونعمهم ولقاهم نظرة وسرورا إن هذا كان لكم جزاء وكان سعيكم مشكورا فسبحان من بيده ملكوت كل شيء لم يزل ولا يزال عليما قديرا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله بعثه بين يدي الساعة ليكون للعالمين نذيرا وآتاه جوامع الكلم ومنابع الحكم ووعده مقاما محمودا وجعله سراجا منيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي أولا بتقوى الله وأحذركم يوما عبوسا قنطريرا يومئذ يندم الإنسان ولا ينفعه الندم ويطلب العود إلى الدنيا وهيهات أن يعود ويخرج له يوم القيامة كتاب يلقاه منشورا اقرأ كتابك كفى بنفسك اليوم عليك حسيبا يا ابن آدم 
لا تهتم للرزق فإن الرزق مقسوم والحديث محروم والاستقصاء شوم والأجل محتوم وقد فاز من لم يحمل من الظلم نقيرا يا بن آدم خير الحكمة خشية الله وخير الغنى غنى القلب وخير الزاد التقوى وخير ما أعطيتم العافية وكان ربك قديرا وخير الكلام كلام الله وأحسن الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها لا إيمان لمن لا أمانة له ولا دين لمن لا عهد له وكفى بربك بذنوب عباده خبيرا بصيرا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ويوم يعض الظالم على يديه يقول يا ليتني اتخذت مع الرسول سبيلا يا ويلتا ليتني لم أتخذ فلانا خليلا لقد أضلني عن الذكر بعد إذ جاءني وكان الشيطان للإنسان خذولا بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيد رسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمدة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطلة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي هو عصمة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي إليها معادنا واجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير واجعل الموت راحة لنا من كل شر عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون قال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم Washkuruli اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين
سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى فيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا الله أكبر سميع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله